Amen. Be still be safe out there. There's still some ice and slippery spots. We try especially out front. We've been trying to get it out of the way, but it's just a hassle out there. So you guys be careful out there. Amen. Praise God. Amen. We've been talking about being an overcomer of self. Amen. This month. Amen. And as we have been talking the past couple of weeks, this is so key and essential as a child of God to be able to walk according to the word of God. Amen. And this is what God desires us to do is to walk worthy of the Lord. And a lot of times if we never get self out of the way, we will not become and do what God is asking of us to do. We must decrease, John the Baptist said, so that he can increase inside of us. Amen. Now, last week, amen, we was talking about uh, being ignorant of ourselves, and we on your paper, we got through number four, I think it was. And so tonight we want to start number five, talking about uh, it alienates us from God. Amen. We are talking about uh, yourself. When we're ignorant of self, it alienates, amen. We become aliens. Amen. We're aliens. It alienates us from God. Amen. In other words, if we're not careful, self can make us think we're at a place to where we don't really need God. We begin to lean to our own understanding and we don't trust in God with all our heart and with all our mind and all our soul. Paul told the church at Ephesus in Ephesians 4.18, having to understand and dark and being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. We know that Paul told the church at Corinth in the fourth, second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3 and 4, he says, If this gospel be hid, it is hid to them who is lost and whom the gods of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the glorious gospel of Christ should be revealed to them. That's Second Corinthians 4, 3 and 4. Paul was trying to get them to understand that if you can't see the truth of the matter, you're still blind. Amen. And we have to realize that the gospel is light. It brought light. Amen. Because it's all about Jesus and he is light. Amen. Jesus says in John 8, 12, he that follow me shall not walk in darkness, but should have the light of light. Amen. So we got to get our eyes open. We have got to get into the Word of God. Amen. We've got to study the Word of God. We've got to apply the Word of God so that we can draw nigh to God. The Bible says, draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh to you. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. You want to be as close to God as you can. You want to be like John. You want to be able to lean on God's bosom and hear his heartbeat. Amen. You don't want to walk in darkness now that you're a child of the light. You want to stay in the light. Jesus told Nicodemus, he says, in John 3, he says, 17, he says, here's condemnation. He says, light has come into the world. But men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. See? And see, Jesus is the light. And so he comes and he wants to be seen. Amen. And so therefore, he don't want people to be alienated from him. And we don't want our hearts to prevent us from not being able to see what God is trying to show us and to direct us to be. Isaiah says he'll keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon him. Paul goes on in Romans 12, 1 and 2, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, 
that you present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You have to begin to think differently. As a child of God, you want to do everything in your power to get as close to God as you can. The song we just sung, Deeper, Deeper, in the love of Jesus, daily let me go, higher, wiser, in the school of wisdom, more of grace to know. I want to know more about God. And so, therefore, I don't want to be hidden. Uh, my, let my flesh hide me and present it that I don't need God. I'm never at a point in my walk that I don't need God. I need him all the time. I want to be as close to him as I can. Amen. I don't want to lean to my own understanding. I want to allow him to acknowledge my way. As he said in Jeremiah 6.16, Stand ye and ask, where is the old way? Where is the good path? Amen. And walk ye therein. And what? You shall find rest unto your soul. Say, you'll find rest unto your soul. Amen. See, when self is in the way, we can't see what God is doing. Israel should have known. If anybody should have known who Jesus Christ was, it should have been the religious leaders and the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the scribes. But what did they do? Because their hearts was hardened. Their mind was hardened. Amen. And as a result, they could not see that Jesus, their Savior, their Messiah, the Anointed One, was right among them. And Jesus told them, because you say you see, you still remain blind. See? And because he came, they should have been able to see. And because they did not, could not see, they threatened everybody that wanted to see. They even told the people, if any of you confess that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, we're kicking you out of the church, out of the synagogue, you know. And so they threatened people to keep them alienated. And that's what Satan likes to do. He likes to bring threatenings. He likes to, to uh, hinder you from becoming, you know, a, a child of God and walking in light, even in the day. A lot of people, when they see that, they need to move more to close to the God because God is drawing their hearts to more light. You know, if they decide, I'm going to the, a different church, you know, they're threatened a lot of times. They, you know, and so, and as a result, they keep, that's Satan's way of keeping them alienated from the light and from the truth. Amen. So we cannot allow ourselves to get in the way and think we're at a plateau or at a place where we don't need God. Amen. Because Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing. Amen. So, because I know I can't do anything without him, I want him. Amen. Jesus said in John 6, 33, that favorite scripture everybody liked to quote, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else you have need of will be added to you. Amen. You will get close to him. He will show you. As Paul says, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have it entered into the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Amen. He's got so much for you. So get as close as you can. Get everything you can. Number six. Amen. 
ourself, it is associated with self-righteousness. Revelation 3, 17 through 18. Because thou say, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. And knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich and white raiments, that thou mayest be clothed, and that thy shame of thy nakedness do not appear. And anoint thine eyes with salve, that thou might see. Amen. So when we are all about self, say, I begin to say, I'm good. I don't need God. I don't need nobody else. I can do this on my own. You know, I know holiness. I know how to live. I know how to do what's right. So you begin to try to do it on your own. And, and it builds you up. And pr- the Bible says pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. Amen. So we have to realize we can't get so so lofty that we're... We, 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 that God can't speak to our hearts and we can't see that we do have errors and that we need the Lord. The psalmist says, he says, my heart is not lofty. I mean, my heart is, let me get my scripture. Psalm, give me two seconds. Time's up. 131. <laughs> Lord, my heart is not haughty. Psalms 131. 101, Psalms 131. Lord, my heart is not haughty, neither my eyes lofty, neither do I exercise myself in great matters or in things too high for me. Surely I have behaved and quieted myself as a child that is weaned from his mother. My soul is even as a weaned child. Let Israel hope in the Lord from henceforth and forever. So notice what he said. He says, hey, my heart is not haughty, and neither is my eyes lofty. Amen. He says, I keep myself humble. Amen. We got to walk in a state of humility at all times. Don't get so, thank you, out there, and you don't need God. Amen. You got to have to maintain that state of humility. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So, that's just a few things that, that we need to be aware of. Amen. Because we know all our righteousness, as the Bible says, is number but filthy rags. Amen. You know, so we we got to depend upon God for all that we need. Amen. We want to get self out the way. And so it, we are not alienated from the things of God. Amen. So we don't want to think more highly of ourselves than we ought. Amen. On your paper, page number four, we're going now, don't allow, number, the second thing is don't allow anger to dwell in your heart we've been talking about overcoming self right so we're now we're going to talk a little bit about anger don't allow anger to dwell your your other paper your first paper i gave you y'all don't have that on your paper i see people lost yeah go back to the old paper that paper i just gave you was on but that's all done now okay go back to the original first night paper one, overcoming self. Okay, everybody got it? Got it? Okay. Overcoming self. Don't allow anger to dwell in your heart. 
Ecclesiastes 79 says, Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry, for anger rests in the bosom of fools. Amen. So we have to realize that we're going to overcome self. One of the dangers of self that we have showed that we have not overcome is anger. Amen. Notice where it says anger rests. Bosom of fool. And Psalms 14.1 says what? The fool have said in his heart, there is no God. See? So anger can be controlled. I, I, I was talking to one of my counselees the other day, and he was says, I I'm just keep getting angry. I said, okay, every time you get angry, you got to say, praise the Lord, or thank you, Jesus. I say, every time you start feeling yourself getting angry, just says, praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus, and walk away. This is what you got to do. And I said, pretty soon, it won't phase you. I said, you got to be able to be an overcomer. Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. In our world today, we see the world that we live in is so much anger. It seems like people are angry about everything. Okay? And that's a sign that people have not overcome self. Amen. That's a sign that people don't know how to deal with self. Amen. Anger against drivers, road rage, people shooting and honking and blowing the horns and getting angry because you don't take off at the light in a timely manner. Amen. Or if somebody pulls in front of you, they lay on their horn and give you all kinds of hand job and everything else, you know. And so it shows their their anger. Amen. Anger against people, prejudice, and people are angry against the policeman, and angry against the fireman, angry, 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 amen, angry against the government, amen, angry against law enforcement, angry against history, amen, angry against their parents, angry against the school, amen, they just seem to be angry about everything, amen, and that's an indicator that people have not overcome themselves but that should not be in the church that should not be people who are born again of the water and the spirit second corinthians five seventeen says if any man be in christ he is a new creature old things are passed away and behold all things are become new we are new creatures in christ we reflect his image now so therefore, we cannot allow anger to dwell within us. Amen. We cleanse our way by taking heed, Psalms 119 verse 9 says, according to the word of God. We want the David says, thy word have I hid in my heart, 119.11, that I might not sin against thee. We want to put so much word of God in us that it overcomes everything that the enemy tries to bring into our lives. Anger did not come with your salvation. Amen. So therefore, you should not be angry. The Bible says, be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. So don't get let anger dwell because if you allow anger to dwell long enough, it's going to destroy you. Amen. That's why a lot of people uh, have so many issues and problems now because they do not control their anger. Amen. 
There's so many angers, and if you get a copy of my book on building blocks to manhood, I talk a lot about uh, those uh, types, different kinds of anger in there as well. But there's nothing worse than self-inflicted anger. This is anger that you bring upon your own self. You hold yourself guilty for making mistakes or sometimes you might be accused of something. And so you start to want to take uh, matters out against yourself. You don't see yourself as being good enough. You are angry at yourself, you know, because you make a mistake or you say something wrong or you make a mistake. So you get angry at yourself. People who get angry at themselves and latches out at themselves and, and begin to abuse themselves or cut themselves or try to commit suicide and all this anger against themselves have not been delivered from themselves. They fail to realize that we have an advocate, Jesus Christ the righteous, Paul told Timothy. Amen. If you go to First uh, Timothy, go to First Timothy here, uh, chapter 1, verse 8 through 13 in your Bibles. But we have, but if, but we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully. Verse 2, I meant 9. Knowing this, that the law is not made for righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers, for fathers and of murderers and mothers and manslayers. Verse 10. For whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men stealers, for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing contrary to sound doctrine. Notice, amen, verse 11. According to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust, verse 12 and 13, amen. And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who had made me, that he counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry. Who was a blasphemer, a perjurer, persecutor, injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorant and unbelief, Paul said. So notice, we have an advocate, Jesus Christ. See, when I make a mistake, that's why I can go to him. I don't need to get mad about it. I just need to go to him and confess my sin or my wrong. And he was faithful and just to forgive me. I don't need to beat myself up when I make a mistake or I make an error. Take it to the Lord. Cast all your cares upon him because he cared for you. Amen. So this is what you need to do. You don't need to take matters and beat yourself up and get angry at yourself and inflict pain and things in your life. That is not of God. Amen. John 2, 1 John 2, 1 and 2, this is where John says that we have an advocate. Amen. 1 John uh, chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. He says here, amen. My little children, these things write unto you that you sin not. If any man sin, notice, if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus the righteous. And, it is, and he is the perpetuation, or he's the atonement for our sins, and not for ours only, but the sins of the whole world. Amen. So stop beating yourself up. Amen. Just go to Christ and confess it and tell him and ask for forgiveness. Repent. Amen. And turn around and get it right. Amen. 
So you don't need to inflict self-anger upon yourself. Amen. Don't yell. Don't scream. Don't holler. Don't kick your dog. Don't kick your kids. Don't abuse your wife. Don't abuse your husband. Don't abuse your kids. Amen. When you're angry. That is not of God. Amen. I love you, Jesus says. And so the same love that's in us, we should have one towards another. Amen. So don't get angry, amen, and start yelling and screaming and hollering and kicking, you know, and, let, and, and get all angry over nothing. You suffer when you do that. You're hurting yourself, see, because if you allow your anger to flare up like that, it takes you nowhere. Amen. Look at look what John uh, James. Go to James three. Go to James three. Uh, let's see. I think it's around maybe. Where did I put it at? I lost my notes. Amen. Drop down to around about fourteen. I think it is. There you go. I was right on time. <laughs> but if you have bitter, envying. And strife in your heart, glory not and lie not against the truth. Verse 15. This wisdom descend not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. See? If you let this stuff get in your heart, you, it's, it's from the devil. Anger is of the devil. It is not of God. Amen. And so the enemy is designed to what? Jesus said, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So if you allow anger to rest in you, it's going to destroy you. And you're playing right into Satan's hands. You're playing right into the steps that he wants you to play in. You know, he wants to, you know, when you look at King Saul, Saul, you know, wasn't angry at David. He was angry at himself. He got angry at, at what they were saying about David, but really he was mad with himself. When you begin to inflict anger in yourself, when you're mad about yourself, when you don't see yourself good enough and you're always beating yourself up, you know, pretty soon you start latching out at other people. There's an old saying, hurt people, hurt people. You know? And so that's usually you're going to find someone to latch out at. It's just like a dog trapped up in a cage forever. When you get out, he's going to bite somebody. If you let bitterness and anger and resentment and jealousy and all this stuff get in you pretty soon, you're going to latch out at somebody that you shouldn't and destroy your witness. And that's what the enemy desire. Amen. So many people will say that the reason behind their anger comes from external pressure, including their spouses, amen, their children, their parents, their job, their finances, other people or situations. Granted, these things, you know, may, you know, create sometimes a difficult situation and circumstance, but it should not drive you to be angry, say, because you are a child of God, amen. Different environments and situations do present challenges and difficulties, and sometimes they do increase stress. But you still have a free will, and you must learn how to manage your life. Amen. 
Behold, I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by enemies shall harm you. Amen. You have to learn how to take responsibility for life and your actions. This is why you have to study the Word of God. This is why you have to learn how to apply the Word of God so that when situations and circumstances come, you do not lean to your own understanding. You lean to the Word of God. Amen. You learn how to manage that anger and not let it come in and destroy you because this is what the enemy wants. Here are some common patterns of self-inflicted anger. More of the climb. One of the things here, amen, is that a lot of times people will compromise in their morals. Amen. We all want to be liked. We all want to be loved. We all like to be around people. And sometimes people will compromise. Amen. Their morals and, and stuff just to try to fit in. Not realizing, yes, it might bring some relief for a short period of time. But in the long haul, emotional, you know, and, and immorality goes hand-to-hand hand with turmoil and begins to create a nightmare. Amen. And anger. There's been so many people that I have counseled with and, and try to talk to them and says, Hey, look, you don't want to marry that person yet. They're, they're not in the church yet. They, they're not walking with God yet. Their life is not where it should be yet. So don't marry that individual and don't have anything to do with that individual yet. You know, until they truly repent and get their lives right. But the person didn't listen. And it created a nightmare. You know, it started out okay, but pretty soon it was a mess. Okay, because anger rose up, you know, and stuff. And then they want to say, well, I don't know what was wrong. I don't know what happened. Well, I tried to tell you, you didn't listen. Amen. So don't compromise your your uh, your moral courage, uh, amen, and your morals, amen, to try to fit in. Morality reflects our respect for ourselves and for others. Morality is the principle concerning the distinction between right and wrong and good and bad behavior. It illustrates our belief in the dignity of other human beings. Immorality, on the other hand, gives people a sense of meaningless. And the immoral lifestyle is one of dissatisfaction and emptiness, and that leads to increased frustration and anger. Amen. That's why we see so much anger in the world today. People don't have no morals. They jump into bed with anybody. They want to do all the crazy and foolish stuff that, that is out there, excuse me, that is being done. And then they realize why there's so much anger, you know. Satan is no fool. You take on that way, you're going to take on that ways of the world, you know. And as a result of that, amen, you're going to be more frustration and more anger. That's why people in the world, it, we see what is happening today, that Satan has them exactly where he wants them. And so until they look, come to a realization and repent with godly sorrow and get their lives on right track with the Lord, they're going to keep going that same way unto their own destruction. So we have to make sure that we don't go that route. Amen. People who are common here with self-anger is a lot of times they put a lot of work in their job. 
Sometimes people work two and three jobs, amen, and as a result, they just get into their job, and then they get so inundated with their job, then they're so stressed out, then they wind up being more angry, amen. They don't have no time for themselves. It's job, 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 job. I've seen people, you know, get up at old dark 30, go to work, come home late, you know, just job, 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 job. You know, they don't have no time for God. They don't have no time for church and everything. Oh, it's all about that greenback. It's all about that dollar. And as a result, they don't realize that they're walking right into the trap of the enemy. He's, he's out to destroy them. Amen. Work is necessary, as it says on your paper, for personal well-being. Yet as important and fruitful as work can be, it is not life's ultimate aim or goal. When people are consumed by work and business, they typically describe themselves as stressed. How you doing? Oh, I'm so stressed. Oh, I'm so tired. Oh, I'm so worn out. Amen. We have to learn how to balance life. What doth it profit to gain the whole world and lose your soul? Amen. Overworked, stressed people seem to always be angry about something and personal needs are left wanting. To remedy the frustration created by excessive work, we must set, uh, we must follow, excuse me, Christ's instructions for our life. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all everything else will be added unto us. You can find balance in life. I'm not saying, we, we know we got to work. We know, you know, we got to work to live, <laughs> you know, but it shouldn't stress us out. Amen. We should find joy in what we're doing. We should seek for joy in what I'm doing. Amen. If I didn't have joy in doing this job, I wouldn't do it. I love doing what I'm doing. Same way when I was in the Army. I love what I was doing. You know? And so I don't think I've ever had a job I didn't love doing it. You know? And so that's just what we have to do is you got to look for the good at where you are. Don't let it frustrate you. Don't let that internal anger get that stuff out of you so that you can see what God is trying to do through you. Amen. You have to be an example. You have to be a light, not an anger. Poor health habits. Amen. Poor health habits develop. There are many unhealthy ways related to self-inflicted anger. They include overeating, smoking, lack of exercise, not enough sleep, poor hygiene, and substance abuse. Each of these habits contribute to irritability, low self-esteem, add stress, and reduce quality of life. How you care for yourself is your choice. However, anger can be resolved by examining how you contribute to your own unwanted circumstance. You know... How you live, you can live any way you want to, but I guarantee you, if you don't clean your house, if you don't, you know, clean up behind yourself, you're going to get angry. You're going to get angry at your kids. You're going to get at your spouse. You know, all this stuff. You don't fix the bed. You don't vacuum. You don't do the floor. You don't wash your clothes. You don't, you don't clean your, your, your area. See, don't anger comes in. You know? And so, therefore, you need to realize that. Don't be a hoarder. If you are, then get some storage area somewhere that, that is not all clutter and you can't find you. 
You know, come on. Because poor health will make you get angry. You'll sit around and go, oh, I don't know. I'm just so tired all the time. You know, I don't have nothing and stuff and all me and woe is me. You know, that's because you're not taking care of what you got. You know, you have to keep yourself pure. You're a child of God. Come on. Amen. So you don't want bad health. But, you, know, it, you know, you have to realize these, these things here. Amen. You have to learn some self-discipline and self-restraints and self-control so that you have, you don't want to have low self-esteem as a child of God. You want to be upbeat. You are, have Jesus says, I come that you might have life and that more abundantly. It doesn't take much to clean up. I'm telling you, it doesn't. If you get in the habit of cleaning, you know, I, I, we clean this church every week. You know, I have people, sometimes business guys comes in here and stuff, and as soon as they walk through the door, one of the first things they say to me is, wow, this is a clean church. I said, thank you. Uh, and one time I asked one guy, I says, all of them are not clean? He said, you'll be surprised, Pastor. Uh, but but we, we should. And it's the same way with this temple as well. We are the temple of God. Amen. So this house has to be kept clean. Our physical dwellings have to be set, kept clean. You know, we're the children of God. So come on. Our vehicles, everything. You know, I know you probably got some dirt and mud and stuff like that on now from the snow. But when you get some clear weather, you should clean them up. You know? So, amen. You want to, you, want to, you know, to be in good health. You know, what, is, what did John say? Beloved, I wish that you might be prospering what? Be in good health. Even as your soul prospers. Read third John sometimes. <laughs> amen. That's what he tells you. Y'all don't believe me. I know you say, I know. <laughs> Third John, all the way to the back of the book. <laughs> verse 2. Third John, verse 2. Beloved, I wished above all things that thou might prosper. And be in poor health. Huh? Be in health, even as thy soul prosper, right? So, I just added good in there. I want you to be in good health. I want you to be all sickly and maimed and, you know, I want you to prosper in the things of God. I want you to have a high morale, esprit de corps. Amen. I want when you wake up in the morning, you don't go, whoa, it's me. I want you to wake up in the morning and say, praise God. Glory, hallelujah. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. This is what you want. Amen. You want to prosper in the things of God. And not only that, 
even in your natural job that you have, you want to prosper there as well. Amen. And be excited about it. Praise God. You want to, to do these things. Amen. Next, material gain is overemphasized. When you got a lot of self-inflicted anger, you know, there is, it becomes down that you want more material stuff. Amen. Problems arise when material gain is required for happiness. And that's what a lot of people try to do. They think, if I got more stuff, I'll be more happy. No, you're not going to be more happy if you got more stuff. Happiness is to build on circumstances and, and situations. Joy is built on Jesus. You know, joy of the Lord is my strength. So you want to have the joy of the Lord. Perhaps the most common form of anger associated with material emphasis is envy, frustration over someone else's possession or something else, something someone else. That's what happened to Saul. You know, he got mad at David, you know, because the people sung a little song, David, you know, Saul, you only killed a thousand, David killed 10,000. Boom, anger. Amen. So don't get mad because your neighbor's got a Rolls Royce. Don't get mad because somebody's got a better job than you. What does the Bible say? Rejoice with them that rejoice. Get happy. You know, get happy. You know, with, with you know, I, I get excited about my, my siblings and them when they got stuff. I don't get jealous as them. You know, I get excited when I get, you know, when, when I hear that my other pastor's friends, you know, got people coming to their church. They got revival going on. People getting baptized. People getting older. I don't get mad. I get excited. I rejoice with them. Amen. This is what we ought to do. Praise God. And somebody testify about getting a raise or whatever. We should be excited. Come on. We're in the body of Christ together. Amen. Don't get angry. Amen. Don't get angry when other people get promoted. Some people get angry. Well, they didn't deserve that. You know. How do you know what they deserved? They must did. They got it. So somebody thought they deserved it, whether it was right or wrong. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. <laughs> so I just, I just rejoiced with them. I had a friend in the army. This, this, this other sergeant got promoted, and he didn't. I mean, he almost had a heart attack. He got so angry and mad, he put in his retirement, and, and then he suffered for the rest of his life. No. And I tried to tell him, hey, man, what are you doing? Uh-huh. So, but yeah, people do. People do. People, you know, they get angry when other people get promoted. They get angry when other people get something new. They get angry if somebody's house is better or whatever. No. Take care of what you got and let God bless you. Amen. You know where you are. Amen. Don't 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 get into that. Amen. When we have self-inflicted anger, Spiritual life is ignored. Amen. One of the things about when we're angry, we won't study the Word of God. We'll skip church. You know, we won't try to grow in the things of God. And that shouldn't be. Amen. Anger management is awfully, oftentimes linked to spiritual stability. Amen. We can control it. The, the stronger you are spiritually, you watch. The less anger you're going to have. Because you got more Christ in you. 
That's why our goals is to what? Read your Bible through. You know, memorize the Word of God. You know, teach Bible studies. You know, get involved in the things of God so that anger can't get in. Set a hedge of protection, you know, around. What does David say? Lord, set a hedge of protection around my heart, my mind, my eyes, you know, as a result of this. Don't ignore your spiritual life. Amen. You don't want to give no room for Satan. Amen. Don't let him get in on you at any point in your life. Amen. And so these are just a few of the things that uh, we want to, to do. Amen. And so with anger, amen, you have to learn how to manage it. Like I said, this is just one anger, self-inflicted anger. Amen. But there's all kinds, judgment or anger, you know, and judgment or anger. When you start dealing with judgmental anger, basically what you're saying is if somebody else does is is wrong. But if I do it, God understands. Uh, uh, no, no, no. You can't have it both ways. You can't have your chicken and eat it too, right? <laughs> Amen. So, so don't let anger dwell in you. Amen. Praise God. Because it is from the enemy. And if you look through the book of Proverbs, I mean, it is full of scriptures that admonishes us against being angry. It will destroy you totally. Amen. And your walk with God. Amen. And so, like I said at the onset, if you get angry a lot, self is still in the way. You have not conquered yourself. See? And this is what we're trying to get this month is we want to be able to get self out of the way. Because we want God to be able to be exalted in our lives. We want God to be able to use us. We want to purge ourselves. As Paul told Timothy, if a man purge himself of these things, he can become a vessel of honor, fit and meet for the master's use. Amen. You know, Peter had an attitude. He, was, he got angry quite a bit real quick, you know. But after the day of Pentecost, after he was filled, you don't see him getting angry a whole lot, you know. And that's the thing, you know. Don't, don't, don't talk about, well, I grew up this way. My dad was angry. My parents was angry. And I hear that a lot of times from people, you know, in the church, you know. Well, it's, this is just my nature. And that's, you know, because, you know, this is happening and that happened in my life and this happened. And all. No. No way. You know, you are a child of the king. Amen. Now, I know Jesus walked into the temple and he made some cords and he, he tore it up. You know, but I don't know if he was angry or not. You know, I did that and I wasn't angry. I just went and ran everybody out. <laughs> I used to do kind of stuff like that when I was a drill sergeant. I'd tear the whole barracks up. I wasn't angry. I just showed there were certain things I didn't put up with. <laughs> you know? Don't mean I was angry. Matter of fact, I walked out laughing. So I couldn't have been angry, right? <laughs> and so I don't think Jesus was <laughs> was mad. I just think he was just showing there's certain things I ain't putting up with. You know? That's just like sometimes if I go to my go to come to my house and, and my, my grandkids are is not doing right, you know. I, I might say something to them. You know, and not a, a pleasing, kind, loving voice, but it don't mean I'm angry. 
you know. It's just certain things I don't I don't put up with, and see. And so sometimes you have to know the difference in that area, you know. But you need to make sure that if you correct them, then you show them love immediately with it so that they understand, you know. So because they, you don't want them to think you're mad and angry and hateful and all of that spiteful and everything. So you want to, you know, laugh and show love, you know, as, as long with it as well. But let not anger be in your life. Doesn't, you know, this is an area that every Christian needs to begin to work on, especially with the way our world is going today and the things that are happening in the world. Amen. As the world gets more evil and evil and evil, we have to be more in the light. This is one of the reasons, you know, we need to constantly follow the Beatitudes in our lives. We need to make sure that we follow what Christ is trying to show us and teach us in our lives at all times. Amen. There's an old proverb which says, we've met the enemy. He's us. Amen. We Don't be your own worst enemy. Amen. Don't create your own problems. Don't create your own nightmares, as they say. <laughs> you know? Amen. You have to realize, don't be your own worst enemy. Amen. You want to be the child of Almighty God. Amen. And live right and to do right. Amen. And all that you do. Amen. Praise God. All right.